Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. No, no, ma'am, this is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. Take us away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast, Flats and Shanks. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tommy. Tommy Shanks. That's All right, Shank Boy. That's what they call me. All right, Dave Who Boy. Who was it called you Shanko that time? Oh, we've been through that a couple of weeks ago. Have we? Shankers, it was. Oh, Shankers. Yeah. Um, Shanko. Shanks a million. Shanks of the memories. The memories. Lamb Shank. Yeah. Uh, Tiki Shank. Uh, posh Shank. <laughs> Left-handed Shank. <laughs> Danger Shank. <laughs> Hate Shank. Asphyxie Shank. Ah, oh, stop it. Stop Sweating it. There. Stop it. Sweating there. Yeah. Oh. Thumb shank. <laughs> Spider shank. Spider shank. Anyway. Ah, oh, anyway. Anyway. How are you? How you doing? I'm, I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, busy week. Yeah. Have yeah, you? Yeah, I have, mate. I have. Although I, I've done absolutely no rugby at the weekend which mm. is just it's i'm not worried about me it's just a, you know the game's missing out is what i'm more worried about mm. fans are missing out you know, i honestly think this and i'm biased because uh, we're just buds but um i do i do wonder genuine now if because you don't you've got you sound welsh but you don't sound as welsh as some welsh people and i joke that you're english but obviously welsh but I wonder if you had a really aggressive, strong accent, if you would like, if people would, you know, you get on TV more. Because actually, when you're on there, you're really good, aren't you? Nah, you are biased. Um, uh, I've lost my train of thought. I'm still thinking about Shank. Um, <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on TV loads this week, though, mate. I won't, don't worry about me, mate. You know, I'm All fine. Right. I'm I'm, work, I'm working nine to five. Uh, yeah, I just I filmed a huge series for Jonathan Davis, Jiffy, for his show. Did you? Yeah, um, it was called Story Time with Tom Hanks, and they've just crossed the S off before the Hanks. So Brilliant. I had to, I had to dress up 
as Tom Hanks sat the bus stop. And Tom Hanks has got, he's got a marine haircut. It's short at the sides. It's a, what a, a flat top. A crew cut. It's not like yours. Yeah, it's not as there. And I had the checkered shirt on. I had the cream suit on. I had the running trainers on. I had a box of chocolates on my lap. I had a suitcase, sat on a bench with a green screen behind me. And they gave me a wig that made me look like one of the Beatles. We tried, cut, we tried cutting the wig. Didn't work. Just had hair all over me. It was... I looked like Pee Wee Herman. It's showbiz. That's showbiz, boy. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd worn a red cap. But yeah, so... Did a, a few different stories. Story time with Tom Hanks. And I was sat there and we had an actor come and sit next to me. And he was dressed as different people and it was a bit of fun a bit of fun and, appa- a bit of- and apparently it all comes out in the edit although i thought what am i doing um you know what it's like mate showbiz you know it's all in the edit yeah it really is it actually really is um oh good when can i see that then uh do you speak welsh have you got s4c no never that's when you'll see it never i mean i i mean i will try and get some clips to you of course um and then i went up to scotland didn't i i knew that actually yeah with um flying hand solo with um producer director editor sound guy cameraman james ponton driver driver uh yeah correct which was oh i don't know no um but how was it bit of fun i mean we we took off and then had to do an emergency landing straight away which was a barrel of laughs really yeah as we were taken off through the air i thought we were going through cloud but what we yeah. were because there's puffs everywhere but what we were going through was what everywhere what we were going through was 50 seagulls that's actually really bad news isn't it yeah i mean we didn't kill them all but a few went into the engine and we had to make a sharp yui I don't know if it was legal, uh, but down a one wayer and went to land, and then did a bit of a did a bit of a MOT on the engines, all fine. Then took off again a little bit later on. So, you know, you you want to get ahead of the game because you're going out there early, and all you're doing is playing catch up. Were you um, scared? No, I wasn't actually, uh, which is very surprising because I'm a poor flyer. But as soon as we hit a little bit of turbulence in the air. I did get a little bit scared. Do you remember when um, we done this on the pod before about Tim Horan and the yes. letter? Yes. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, anyway, I went up to Hog- <laughs> went out to Hoggy's restaurant. Met him up there. Yeah. Fibsbury awesome. and Flatiron. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, it was. Do steak, burgers, haggis, but at affordable yeah. prices. Yeah, but you had the burger. You always had no, the so burger. Discount goods at affordable prices. Yeah, I had the burger. I mean, I only had the burger because I saw um, one of John Humphrey's kids, I think it was Joe, have a burger and it looked just TDF. So yeah, okay. I thought I'm having some of that. Um, so we did a little bit with John Humph and Stuart Hogg. Yep. Obviously Scotland heavy. Did you know yeah. John Hum- Do you know John Humphrey's? apparently introduced the two-handed line-out throw in. Mate, who told you that, Humps? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't believe, apart from the fact that he's a credible... Can you stop moving and just, like... D- d- don't believe a word Humps says. He's an absolute wind-up merchant. Yeah, and he, he didn't have his glasses on either, so he didn't look as intelligent as he normally does. They're fake. Yeah, but... I just real. I thanked him, really, on behalf of... Uh, the Welsh people, the fans, the government for for being our spy in the camp for the last four years. So, well done, John. <laughs> the man who came in from the cold. Yeah. Humps, inspiration used to call him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. He came in for one game. Um, it was in 2003, it was, and we'd lost to Italy away. And I can't remember who was dropped. It might have been Alfie. It might have been Colin Chavez. Anyway, the captain was dropped. Humph came comes in as captain. And you know, you know when you want a bit of a G up, you do half a lap before you go in, get your shirt oh, yeah. on. You made oh, us yeah. do that. 
And he's like that. He's like that as we're walking around. Breathe it in, lads. Feel it. Use it. Use it. And he's leading us in this little march around the field. Uh, like Gloucester do around the shed, you know, just before yeah, yeah. they go in. A little bit of a yeah. confidence booster. Uh, but yeah, he was good fun. Oh, yeah. Boys were good. Boys were good. Um, and then back and just watching rugby at the weekend. We need to get the Hogmeister general on our podcast, really. We've spoken oh, about mate. getting Hoggy. He's so, he's so funny. You know, we, we hugged it out straight away. That's how close we are. Really? Yeah. You still there? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, we lost it then. Um, Wobble. You hugged it out. You said you're close enough to hug it out with Hoggy, are you? Jermaine Defoe, and it was wow. him initiating it as well. You know, you know, what I'm like I don't like to be touched physically, no. unless you're on tour. Yeah. yeah, emotionally fine. Touch me emotionally, but not physically. <laughs> but it was a nice little trip. I did miss you though. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I. I went to a couple of places without you this week and it wasn't the same. People still say, where's Shanks, though? Yeah, I mean, that was a little bit like that in Scotland, really. But, mm. I mean, people move on, don't they, Dave? Of course they do. And we've, you know, we've got to live our own lives a couple of days a week, haven't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, people do the hard yards with their buddies and then just go off and do their own things, don't they, Dave? <laughs> Once right. <laughs> <laughs> Once right. Humps, when he was captain of Bath, he was the same year you'll talk about 03. We were we had a decent forward pack that year and we were doing all right and we played against Gloucester at King's Own and Bath hadn't won there for 850 years or something. And um he comes in the change rooms just for kickoff and he's like, Boys, I just had my ear, my year, my year, he said. Just had my year in their changing rooms and all they're talking about is us, the front five. They're saying it's still the best pack in the league. Let's not disappoint them, boys. They're talking us up. They're saying we're the best pack in the league. And if they're not on their game, we're going to shove them all over the fucking place, right? Let's not let them down. They think we're the best. They're like, that's all they're talking about in there. And I, it didn't occur to me till like five years later that he was making that up and he'd just been in the shower. Like, he's just come from the toilets. He hasn't been outside at all. But it completely worked. It completely worked. And we were absolutely revved up and we won. Maybe they, maybe you heard the opposition from the toilet, thin walls. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Plagiarism, like, its finest. My favourite ever he was. Yeah, no, he's a great bloke. So it's really good to see him. Yeah. And then that's it, really. What, what have you been up to? Um, I went to this thing on last week called the ITV Palooza, which is a, a big party for loads of people that have worked at do stuff with ITV, basically. And But podcasts don't count, do they? Podcasts don't count. Although three people said to me, where's Shanks? One of whom was famous, and I don't know who he was. He's not yeah. famous, I don't know him, but he was I mean, famous. There was... 300,000 people there, so that's a small percentage. Yeah, but it, it was a proper, like, red carpet job, and they take pictures of all the, the only way is Essex and whatever and the Love Island people. And it, to be honest, mate, I had a really nice time because I was with Martin Bayfield and Nick Mullins, and I took Michelle, and it was really nice, but it's like, that's not my scene, boy, really. Um, so we ducked out pretty early at half ten. We were gone, really. Not, I'm not I'm, – I don't know – I, they showed us loads of like new series that are coming on and stuff like that, which which I'm really keen on. So I like TV. Robbie Williams did a couple of songs. He was there. He was amazing. Whether you like him or not, he was amazing. Was that the famous guy that said, "Where am I?" Hey, was that the famous guy that said, "Where am I?" I don't. I don't get it. You said a famous guy asked where I was. You didn't know where he was. Oh, <laughs> but then you would know who he was. So. I know who he was. No, who was who was that guy? Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. Okay, it'll come to me who he was because I think Michelle knew. But anyway, I got three where's Shanks. One was in the toilet. Um, you weren't in the toilet. The question was. Um, but yes, that was that was nice. I mean, you know, it's cool to see what's coming up. There's a big after party, and I wasn't really massive into it. But I, on the Wednesday night, I hosted the um, annual Hits Awards, like Premier Rugby charity sponsored by Land Rover. That's really nice. Do that at uh, BT Centre every year so that's actually a really nice evening and you hear some pretty amazing stories about you know how hits has helped some kids who really really were yeah life-changing stories yeah actually is and flew to flew to ireland on friday um with sarah elgin to cover the munster gloucester match on saturday so that was cool to wear that mm. in a bit 
that was cool. Very nearly didn't get home because the bus broke down on the motorway. Okay. Yeah, and now uh, I'm in Cornwall with my mum. Well, I'm with my whole family because my mum's 70 this year. Yeah, I know. I know. Just got a call. I just got a call and I said, right, I'm not going to use my phone for the next couple of days just to stop looking at my phone all the time. And I got a call and it was Ches, Chris Chesney. And he calls me Meat, as in Meat. And he's like, Meat, it's a snake. I was like, all right, snake. Where are you? I said, I'm mum's mum's 70, so she's having a week in Cornwall. But she still looks good though, doesn't she? And I, he goes, he goes, tell her it's me. Tell her it's me on the phone. I was like, Mark Ches on the phone. She goes, did she go red? Of course she did. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, are you still on the steroids, Ches? You're still on the juice? And he's like, no, mate, 132 kilos, all natural. Just going to the gym now, actually. He's like, he's animal, mate. I mean, 20, 20 years ago, you know, she she's up there with Goldie Horn, Adam Mirren, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. But, I mean, yeah. 70s boy. Yeah. But yeah. So not that busy, not that busy, mate. You can always try and make yourself sound busier than you are, but done, done a, doing a few bits, nothing crazy. Nice. Well you know, done. Yeah. yeah, it's all right, mate. But it's funny how you go, you, you go and, do you want to commentate on Munster Gloucester? Yeah, big time. I really enjoyed it. But it's like, actually, and there was all the Cipriani red card, which sort of makes it interesting. But you, you basically fly out, you leave home at lunchtime on Friday and you get back about 10, 11 at night on Saturday. And the game is just two times 40 minutes in the middle. Well, it's like travelling, isn't it? Like the flight is actually probably, I don't know, an hour, hour 15 yeah. max. But all in all, it's half yeah. a day. Yeah, and you wonder, you get back, it's great fun, but you wonder why you're knackered when you get back. You're like, actually, it's because I've been on the road, you know. But yeah. Really good trip. Anyway, really well done. Trip. Well done, you, on a, on a good weekend. No, you. No, you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Got to start, mate, with Munster Gloucester, haven't we? Yep, we have great, mate, yep. Um, I, I, well, I'm, I've been worried about this. All, I've been worried about this all weekend. Why? Because I've read your whole conversation with Ross Tucker. Yeah who's the knowledge who's going to come on our pod actually on Twitter. He is, and... the, he is the knowledge There's, and I'm not doubting he's the knowledge, but it's quite easy to write and to say the issues that need to occur and the facts about how collisions occur. But that's the easy part. The hard thing is trying to transfer that into a game situation where, you know, you, you're not in control. So I've been having a, a lot of people have been saying, you know, just look at the tip tackle, you know, how that's been eradicated from the game. But that's easy because that is purely down to a defender and his actions in that tackle. So you stop a, de- a defender 
going above the horizontal, using his elbow, gone. You know, if you do that, it's a red card. Everyone knows that. But for contact to the head, you know, letter of the law from the game at the weekend, it's a red card, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'd like you to talk a little bit about, you had a, a little briefing from the referees, didn't you, before you commentated? Well, we, we were privy to a briefing that was given by referees, yeah. Mm. So, basically, it's... Um, if you... It, it's basically, if someone carries a ball into you and you make contact with their head, you're knackered. So, it doesn't matter if it's... I mean, the, the difficulty is, I mean, it happens all the time. It happened minutes after Cipriani did it through Billy Twelve Trees. It happened to Ben Morgan. It, it's kind of like it happens repeatedly and it isn't punished or even picked up. And then it happens to Cipriani's is obvious and it's a red card. You know, so that, that's that's the frustrating bit. But um, it's just, mate, it, like the laws have to change. Like from, from what we're seeing at the moment and from what the referees are being told, in slow motion, Cipriani's shoulder collides with Scannell's head. Right, but you look at that in real time. Cipriani is moving back. He doesn't want to make a tackle. That's evident. He does not want to make a tackle. He's just soaking up that to get back in position. And Scannell has gone from high to low. I think it's it's a dangerous tackle from Ruskin. You know that is a swinging arm that goes high into Scannell's jaw, uh, neck, and yeah. Cipriani's trying to get back into position. So for me, that is a rugby collision and should not be penalised. Um, all the emphasis is on the tackler. It cannot be that way. And at the moment, right, I agree it is a red card from the way that um, the laws are being governed at the moment. But what I'm saying is that I don't think it can continue to be a red card, that situation. And this is where it's so difficult to decide what is a red, what isn't, because there's total different situations all around the field. Now, there's going to be contact with the head in all throughout the game. All through a game, and I know player safety is paramount, and concussion is paramount, and that's the top. But you're always going to get contact with the head, every accidentally, and every single time that cannot be a red card, and that is the huge worry for me. Is that we're trying to stamp out concussion, but it's going to naturally it's going to happen in games because it's a physical game. Rugby will never ever be a safe game, and we're trying to make it as safe as possible. I totally understand that. But contact to the head occurs all the way through a game. You're never, ever going to get rid of that. There's always going to be some contact to the head in rucks, in malls, everywhere, in a tackle situation. Like, you cannot get people to tackle low every single time. You know, you just have to watch a game and someone might get half tackled. The second defender comes in upright to hold him up. You know, what's that? He's, going, he's, he's tackling high. If there's made contact with the head, that can't be a red card. Mm. so it's really it's it's quite frustrating at the moment because I mean people are comparing it to the tip tackle and like I've said you know the tip tackle is easy but this there's so many other permutations in the game that happen that will determine the outcome mm. and then 12 trees has a swinging arm in a tackle yeah. which was worse then he gets a high shot from two Munster defenders who go high, which is worse, and CJ Stander has a flying arm and tackles someone high. All worse, yet neither of those three are red cards. Yeah. So, it's and it makes it worse in slow-mo as well, doesn't it? Because yeah, you're, look, so. you're looking for contact with the head. Cipriani is bracing himself. You can see he's bracing himself, as you would, because you don't want to be off balance. You've got to, you've got to brace yourself in any contact situation, carrying, defending, there were a lot. And there is a connection with Scannell's head on him. But mm. if you watch that in real time, he's literally moving backwards. Yeah. He doesn't want to make tackles. He never wants to make a tackle. He's just soaking that up to get back in position. And it's... We're going to go through... So we're going to, Every week we're talking about something like this, mate. So... Yeah. It's very, very relevant, but it's it's so hard to be able to 
make clear-cut decisions and consistency as well in refereeing. You, you're just not going to get it. It's so easy to do on the tip tackle, isn't it? Above horizontal, high elbow, red card. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it is really frustrating at the moment and I think it's going to be frustrating for a while longer as well. Um, I don't disagree with anything you've said at all. I think but what, what we're being told is by people that know more than we do about a human brain is that the height of the tackle has to reduce. Now, two two points on that. One is, if you want to reduce the tackle height, make it illegal to tackle above chest height, above nipple height. Have every jersey in the league as of next season with a, with a, with a line across it that has to incorporate a white line across it. But then... The other side of it is the ball carrier. So if the ball carrier goes in and isn't bang upright, which you should never be when you're running into contact, usually, you shouldn't ever be bang upright because you're not very powerful. If he is ducking, then you, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult to always go low on that guy. So actually the ball carrier, I think, in the end, may well end up having to shoulder some responsibility for these high shots, whether we like it or not. And also... Rugby's always been a game for all shapes and sizes. Are you saying that anyone who's over a certain height or anyone who's over a certain, you know, below a certain level of sort of hip and spinal agility is not welcome to play our game because they can't get low enough quick enough? You know, are we going to say goodbye to the real big men? If, if it was a one-on-one, me and you, right? If you were to run at me head on, I could tackle you, you know, it's easy to control that. A one-on-one tackle is easy to control. You know, you're running straight. I've got to tackle you sort of below the nipple line. Similarly, yeah. side on. But when someone is being half-tackled and runs into you, like, you can't control that. That's not down yeah. That's not down to you. You're not going to be low because he's not your man. But he sort of moves across, gets half-tackled, comes into your channel, contact is made. This is what's going to be hard. You know, it's easy. It's easy, you know, if you if you get a one-on-one. It's a high shot. If it's high, it's high. If it's low, play on. But it's when multiple tacklers come in. You know, you, you see someone that's half-tackled. Next player comes in upright to hold him up. Now, if there's contact with a head there, you, know, it, you don't, yeah, want, you don't I, want that to be red card either. You know, we can't ever we can't ever allow for intent because you can't measure intent. I wonder if intent won't eventually come into it, you know, because I think if it's if there's intent there, like if you go full Sam Burgess in rugby league and try and take someone's head off. Well, we saw the or, Cash, we saw the Castra player, didn't we? Yeah, that that, that is intent. That's red. That's, a jaw, that's dangerous intent. Got yeah. to go right. I would say Billy Twelve Trees swinging arm on one of the Elsa players. Intent. 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 CJ Standers. Yeah. Intent. There's plenty mm. of intent. Cipriani. Yeah. No. I wonder, you know, I wonder, but by the way, the laws are now, he had to go. But I wonder if intent won't eventually come into it because it could either be that is reckless or we think there is intent gone, but then it is subjective and it's down to the referee. But you know what? So are so many other laws. Mm. So many laws are subject to referees interpretation. So I don't see necessarily why trialing at least a referee's interpretation of dangerous intent isn't worthwhile because then... I don't think Danny Cipriani would have been sent off if you play it in full speed. And because actually I, I felt like that was, wasn't brilliant technique from him, but he doesn't want to go low because he's got a massive unit inside him potentially going lower. So he doesn't want to clash heads and that, you know, that's, no, you don't want to put someone in the same place. But Scannell's got into his channel trying to av- avoid Ruskin and yeah. he doesn't want to make a tackle. He's just stood there, braced himself, got back in position. Now it might be worth as well, you know, if a referee, you know, some instances are clear-cut aren't they you know I see you you're being a, a bit show off on the field I come up to you I knock you out I'm sent off yeah you wake up a week later all's fine forgiven right but, <laughs> but or a, a blatant high shot you know you're using an elbow you've cracked someone around the you've run with a high elbow you've cracked someone in the face red card but for the instances now which are referees aren't too certain on because it's becoming a huge grey area, maybe they should look at bringing putting players on report. Yeah, and then that and then that can be decided later. Because you would be fuming, even be an Ackerman as a coach, mm. because it's killed the game, it's lost the game straight away, 
and you know it's it's one of those situations that can't continue to be a red card I'm sorry and I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in concussion and I want the game to be as safe as possible I want my kids to play the game and therefore want it to be safe but it it won't become rugby union if we carry on like this it will become too safe I know you probably say oh you can't have too safe but this game this game is never going to be safe because for one you've got 900 kilos scrumming against each other you know that's not safe getting your head down jackling a ball that's not safe none of the game is well part part of the real charm of rugby is the fact that it isn't quite safe that's the point Hmm. Uh, football's not safe it's safer than rugby but football's not you know football's not as safe as walking down the street is it no um it's a bit can't it it will never be it, it can't be too safe i don't think it ever will be or ever should be but yeah it it's really tough and I, I think that at some point we have to reach a, re- reach a place and I hope, hope it's this season but I don't think it will be where, whereby medical information can merge with common sense and we can put together a system that actually lets people weigh up, let's call it, you know, weigh up contact with people's heads yeah. almost post-match or at half-time or can the referee have a look at it? Can the refs have a look at it? Two incidents that are on report from the first half at half time. Yep. And if they need a yellow or a red, then they're basically given out at half time. And we find out, like we find out any substitutions at half time, we find out any cards. Yeah, agree. I don't know. agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. For me, that's a better option. But what, what, yeah. what it does worry me a little bit is that we obviously love rugby. No matter what, we'll always love rugby. But rugby is obviously growing and growing. And that's through investment, that's through sponsorship through attendances, the lot. And you don't want to start putting people off that are competing with other sports is what I'm worried about. You know, all of a sudden then people are watching these games thinking, oh, I can't watch this. You know, how how is that a red card? Well, I, I think the idea is that you actually well. attract loads more people for making it safer. That's the idea. But what... Who, who is it made? Of? Somebody... I, I don't think people have been put off by rugby being too dangerous at the moment. It's only now since concussion has come in over the last two or three years where it's become more of an issue. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Strange Andrew Cotter, you know, our friend Strange Andrew, yeah. who commentated at the weekend over in Munster in Limerick with Stills, me and Bright. Stills washing off people's lines, that Andrew Cotter. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the banter thief. But he's... He made a good point. So you tune in. If, you, if you're not a rugby nut and you tune into that and it's just TMO after TMO and it's all this kind of... And you think, well, that's a red car, but hang on a minute, five minutes later, 12 trees wasn't. Ruskin's like high shot on whoever it was wasn't. The high shot on Ben Morgan wasn't. And you're like, what? How are you, how are you meant to understand that? And I think that's actually a really good point. I think we we are now so scared of ourselves that we've made it almost unintelligible. And I think... There needs to be, you know, 10 clever people sitting in a room type situation and actually try and merge a bit of common sense with the knowledge that we have. So I'd basically stick Ross Tucker and Stuart Barnes in the same room. Two clever people who know the crack. And you and me in there just to eat the biscuits. I thought you weren't going to mention it then. But yeah, um, anyway, we'll put that one to bed. Good result from Munster at the end against 40 men. Joey Carberry looks sensational. Really. He's really class. fitting in well there. Andrew Conway on the wing. I know Brian mentioned mm. it in commentary about, you know, he's keeps playing like this. He's got a real good chance to start for Ireland, potentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, he looked really, really sharp. And Tyke Byrne is just what a player. I know. Scarlett's missed him hugely what this year. He's just he's so he's everything, isn't he? He does like, everything. What, what else do you want? You know, he's versatile as well. He's big enough yeah. to play second row. He's powerful and quick enough to play back row he's good over the ball he's got great hands he's a great runner good tackler great in the line out he's an Irish Marrow that's right he's an Irish Marrow Toji but but, I mean the the red card killed it as a game really but Munster didn't look great I didn't think they were nowhere near looking like the Munster you want to see when you go to Toman Park but they they weren't really up against it because of the the numbers thing but what one thing on the I know we're putting it to bed but it when you you know you see things like kills the 
people always hammer the ref because it kills the contest. It's not the referee's job to not kill the contest, is it? It's the referee's job to administer the laws. Yes. So it's kind of, you know, it, I, it's I'm not... not bla- I'm not blaming the ref. I, I'm saying... No, I'm not. I'm, by the same people the do. People do. And after the game, people are saying that ref ruined the game. No, no, no. It's not. That's actually not his fault. You know, the laws are what they are. But it, it was... Do you know what? I was really excited about it. Um, but it wasn't, for obvious reasons, for that reason, it wasn't quite the contest. But also, Munster never really fired and... Gloucester scored a couple of tries that Munster all think they shouldn't have scored, but they did well to keep fighting. And do you know what? Having lost comfortably, they will still take, I think, as much out of that game, points aside, as Munster will psychologically. Yeah. Um, Leicester Tigers, Scarlets on the Friday night. Manu's mm. back. Manu's back. Looked good, wow. didn't he? Wow, yeah. Really good. Second half more so. And he really yeah. sort of played himself into that second half. Just did what he's good at. I mean, we we know he's good on his feet. We know he's he can make an outside break, fend, offload, out the back. But he just went basics, basically, didn't they? And it was good, ma- it's good game management, really, by Leicester. You know, they're just sending him up the middle, going over the game line every single time. No one wanted to tackle him. He's wider than he is taller. It's hard to get low. And when you do get low, he just bounces off. But look really good, look really sharp. You sort of really hope now he has a good string of games and doesn't injure himself. Um, also, yeah, Guy Thompson, I think, has been an amazing signing for them from Wasps. He had a really good game. I thought Gareth Davis had a good game for Scarlets as well. Yeah, he did. He's been he's been playing well for the last three or four years, mate. Honestly, like yeah, so I mean, a massive opportunity is open now because Reese Webb's gone to Toulon and won't be selected for Wales. So you know, Gareth... I did hear something. I heard a rumor. Have you heard the rumor? Yeah, Toulon have agreed to loan. Reese Webb back to Bridge End so that he can play in the World Cup. Oh right! Honestly, I heard that at the weekend. I'm not. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's what I heard. Have you heard Stuart Lancaster going to Australia as head coach? No. What? what? Have you heard that? You what? <laughs> Are you making it up? Don't know. Can't say. Don't know, mate. Don't know. Um, We're not a gossip pod. We're not a gossip pod. But it's just what I've heard. But no, Leicester. Leicester look pretty good that second half and look Scarlet's were winning in the hour mark it was only that last 20 minutes yeah that really sort of blew them away and cracking match actually wasn't it it was good I really enjoyed it George Ford playing pretty well I mean Scarlet's are struggling with a lot of injuries Reese Patchell is out he's he's key to the way they play um, it's good to see Steph Evans back but looking serious. but just really out muscled the Scarlet's yeah, um, not quite firing like they did last year, and I think a lot of that is down to Tagburn leaving the club, um, yeah. James Davis not playing. But you know they've they've got a great player in Blake Thompson, and he's in the Scotland squad, and I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll see him feature. I don't think he can feature in the first game, possibly, but we'll, I'm sure we'll Sam see him feature well, soon. They've got Sam Skinner as well, haven't they? The Chiefs lock Scotland. Yeah, Gregor Townsend been on the phone, been on the plane. Signed him up. Good signing that. Both really, really good players. Yeah. Um, um, big big well, result game. for Edinburgh beating Toulon. 40 points to 14. Yeah, bonus point job. Toulon and knackered, mate. No, you'd never, ever call that, would you, at the start of a game? No. No, never. They're knackered. They just, it just seems to be going bad to, from bad to worse out there. How can they be knackered? They've got Basra, they've got Fekatoa, they've got Tuasova, Anthony Bello. They, there's quality everywhere in that team. I know. But Fekato is leaving apparently and going to Wasps. Yeah, I read. Yeah, read that. What middle se- middle of the season? End. Of, sorry, I think it's the end of the year. Yeah, um, I don't actually know. Um, I just know what I read. But Edinburgh, but... Edinburgh were good. You know, you, they started from the off. They had a penalty under the post. It was a quick tap and go. Tulis ends up going over. Um, you know, they played in the wide channels as well, and they didn't really stick that close to Toulon in the in the tight area, which is what you don't want to do. And, you know, their game management was really good. Um, they played with a lot of pace. Um, but, uh, you know, Toulon did come back into it a little bit. There's an unbelievable, um, a couple of real nice tries. But then Toulon were chasing the game. They tried running the ball out from their own five-meter line because they're loads of points behind. And they have to make risks because they're so far behind. And then, you know, end up ruining it. And another intercept try for... Silly. Federer, yeah. but a decent win that you know that's that's a good yeah. scalp yeah and how about Leinster going on the road and losing 
I know. Out in Toulouse. Amazing. I know. Didn't see now, that was, I didn't see all of it, but that looked the bits I saw looked like a great game. Super intense. Toulouse looked like you really everybody except Leinster wanted Toulouse to look. Yeah. So kind of they're kind of if they're not your, one of your favourite teams, they should be sort of thing. And Toulouse looked great, really powerful, really ambitious. Maxime Medard, a classy again. He looks really fit and sharp. I, I don't even know his age, but you know he's got to be mid thirties, hasn't he? Must be. But he looked great. He looks really, really good. So I, I like the fact to lose a playing well. I still think Leinster will win the thing, but it's actually, as a neutral, it's good to see them go out and it's good to see the someone put the cat amongst the pigeons, isn't it? Yeah, look, Leinster picked up a, a bonus point um, away. So yeah, in- th- that, that's decent. You do that both coming into that game off the back of wins. You know, you're right, though. Conan was really good around. Um, in the loose, Carrion, Sean O'Brien was good. But there's plenty of good performance. But there was an intercept, wasn't there, on the around the seventy minute mark. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere. And it's so easy, right, to mess that up because he intercepts it in in the Toulouse twenty two, right? Yeah. But nobody goes to ground with that ball. Everybody keeps that ball alive. If someone goes yeah. to ground, a ruck's formed, and I reckon Leinster, a great, a good enough team to get back into position to organise themselves, but they don't. It's incredible passing, slick passing, and, and Medard finishes. But yeah. you know, a lot of people write to lose off, but after that performance, I don't think you can. Can you? No, absolutely not. And hopefully they play that well again next time. Don't know, do you? But really, really good to watch, and I'm I'm glad that. You know, it's always good when the favourites struggle a bit from from a neutral, from a punter's point of view, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. Um, um, do you watch Racer ninety two against Ulster? Forty four twelve. Yeah, I've seen bits of. Um, yeah, we kind of you kind of saw that one coming a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit, but I didn't think it'd be such a big score. Like the scrum for Rasim was just a weapon. Brutal. It is. It is brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought Clemenzak for Rassin at 13 was really good. Some really good footwork. But there was a couple of chances for Ulster. You know, Gilroy and Addison both break line and Gilroy can't offload. Addison throws a poor pass. There were chances there for Ulster. Yeah. But just not quite slick enough. No. Couldn't match no, they yeah. couldn't. And Finn Russell, I mean, he, he does a chip for Simon Zebo in yeah. that second half. And it's a great chip, but the ball goes down. I think Zebo tries to offload or they lose it in contact. I'm not quite sure. But then he chips again for himself and scores probably one of the tries of the weekend. Yeah. Chips it to himself. Because Ulster so far back trying to cover a big kick, the space is behind. No scrum yeah. half covering. Does it? And then just his interlink play with Teddy Thomas. Beautiful. You, know, you watch Teddy Thomas support line. Like that is that's just instinctive mm. stuff. You know, Finn Russell starts coming across into his line. You know, you can't both run the same line. Teddy Thomas comes inside and it's just lovely, lovely pass on his inside. And you know yeah. you won't stop him there, will you? No, absolutely no chance. And it was that was a hell of a try. And I they said and I think I said in comms, did he chip it for himself or not? Either way, it bounced for him, so he collected it. But it's yeah. almost like he chipped someone else and just said, I'll get it myself then. What's your take on Simon Zebo taunting? Well, two takes. One, do not like that. Two, love the fact that straight after the game, he just apologised. Because the heat at the moment, you've done things, you've probably said and done things on the field. I've said oh, yeah. and done things you would never do if you thought about it for five seconds. But that's because you're at that but you probably Never. don't do it whilst in the act of scoring a try, do you? you no, probably, but it's, you're probably doing it at the bottom of rut scrums, yeah. But yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't too bothered by it, right? The dancing, I think, is for the cheerleaders. He scores a try. There's four or five cheerleaders in front of him. He does a little shimmy. But I, I think it's just it's, it's how he points at his mate, isn't it? How he points at your man and says, you know, sort of Dylan Armitage almost, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but. It's not. I know. I know the game is about respect, but you know George North did that in the Lions tour too. Um, and I'm still angry. Yeah, I'm 
still upset Will, about that. He did that. it to Will Genya, go around the outside of him, you know. No one really made a big fuss about that. No, and to be fair, I'm not sure anyone made a massive fuss about Zebo because Nigel, Nigel has told him off, but he went straight on social media and said, sorry about that. I think it's the <laughs> dance that kills him at the end because people are thinking that he's taken the mick, but basically he's just doing it in front of the cheerleaders. That's that's what I think. But oh, yeah. Anyway, quite... I. He's a lovely player to watch, and I quite like the fact he said sorry if he thought it was inappropriate. On him. Uh, we've got Wasps Bath draw thirty-five all, and Bath have a penalty. Bath have a penalty seventy-ninth minute. Step up, Freddie Burns redemption. He's off. No, injured. no, it wasn't. It was, no, it was Alex Davis. So That's Freddie what I mean. Burns. He's off injured. Like oh, right, that. Yeah, it yeah. was all set up for him, wasn't it? To redeem yeah. himself from last week. Oh, so right, I didn't think of that. And he can't do it because he's injured, and oh, just, you oh, know. Yeah. You know, had he been on that field, he would have nailed that kick. Yeah, like it's just written, isn't it? Yeah, and then oh, he, then, he can, then he can post another really deep tweet by Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> Fred, copy and paste, Fred. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Fogging a singer try. Gee, easy. Don't know how he does it, mate. Nor do I. It's great interlink play, wasn't it, with Chudley and Wright. Wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see him start for England in the autumn, would you? No, nor would I at all. I mean, Ashton scored a hat trick at the weekend as well, mine. So he's there, he's back. But yeah. I, I tell you, I like um, I like uh, Will Chudley at nine as well. Do you? Really, really good. Yeah, really, really good. I really, I really like Max Wright at twelve. Do you? Thought, Let's hear what you think then. I thought his footwork was really good. I thought his interlink play was really good. Um, he looked hungry for the ball. He yeah. he didn't look too predictable. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not saying he was man of the match, but I just said I I appreciate his play at 12, and yeah, he looked pretty decent. Scores a nice try for himself. Um, yeah. but the wasps, I mean, the Bassett try mate against, but it was too easy. You know, Chudley's mm. on. The, it's a Bath right hand scrum. Chudley's no, it's a wasp right hand scrum. Chudley's on the wrong side. He should be behind the scrum. Someone like Simpson, who's got huge pace, could get outside the back row, draw and pass, yeah. and Bassett goes in. That, that is too easy. That's too easy try for Wasp. They've not had to work for that. Chudley needs to be round the other side to cover the sweep, to cover someone like Simpson. Simpson has one yeah. look, and it's just it's opened up for him. It's too easy decision for Simpson. He has to go there. And because he's got yeah. pace, he gets outside, and, and Bassett scores. And you've got to make teams work for your try. I, I like the right tries well makes a break through the middle um stays alive but he gets a one two doesn't he i can't remember who gets a one two he draw he comes up to the full back which is willie larue passes inside then gets the ball back but yeah. if willie larue makes that tackle max writes out the game he cannot score willie larue doesn't he doesn't he make a tackle yes yeah take him out of the game you know because yeah. if you don't you know, you're not going to be in a position to cover, basically. And it's you know, cynical, but it's also professional. If you're drifting, that's a different story because if you're drifting and and someone sort of is about to pass, you know, you don't always have to make that tackle because you can get the player, you know, I don't know, five metres further down the touchline. But in that situation, you have to make the tackle. If he makes that tackle on Max Wright, Max Wright doesn't go to score because he gets a one-two. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Maybe... I thought Zach Mercer had a really good game. Uh, admittedly, as people, lots of people have pointed out, when Ashley Johnson made that bust through the middle, Tara. Um, he, he went through Zach Mercer way too easily, and you can't argue with that. Doesn't want but to I, know. Just, I just think he offers something that, with Billy injured and Sam Simmons injured, Nathan Hughes banned, I think no one else is offering. That's what I think. Well, he, um, he ends up going through Dave Atwood first, who mm. misses him, and then Mercer misses him. But if you look at that, Try from Zavani. Mm. Um, again, they score very easy against Bath. It's not a huge angle; it's a prop running a tight angle. Now, if you're if you're a winger, if you're twelve, if you're a, a big agile back, you know, then you can see why a forward might miss you because of your footwork, because of the pace. But Zavani runs angle. You've got Dave Atwood, who's ruck watching, basically. Yeah. The ball comes yeah. across. He doesn't move forward. He moves laterally. He moves to the side, and just opens up a big hole for Zavani to score. You, you shouldn't yeah. be you shouldn't be scoring tries as a prop 
in that angle and that far out. You know, that should be a head-on collision. That should be so, you know, you shouldn't allow a you prop. Should be seen. You should be seen. Same as Johnson. Yeah. yeah, wasn't seen. And I think, um, you know, it's that, that happens to everyone every now and again. You get blindsided, but it happened to Atwood a couple of times at the weekend and they well, he does subbed that. him off. Yep, and yeah. then he misses Ashley Johnson. And, you know, he Mercer then misses too. Yep. But I know there were some great tries. The Rocco Daguni intercept. You know, love watching him play. Love the way he pounces on those passes. You know, you'd yeah. think that would be in your, that, would, that would be in your debrief, wouldn't it? You know, do not throw a flat pass moving right Rocco to left there. with Rocco there. You know, when you're throwing flat passes like that, you can't really you can't throw him that flat. When you're throwing a long pass, out, you can't throw it flat with him on that wing. No, now, that has to be a you're short pass. If you throw him long pass like that, they have to be deep, and yeah. he just pounced on him. Yeah, but look, it was, right. it was a great game. You could sign all the way to the end, but you know, both teams now are effectively out of Europe, aren't they? Wasps lost last okay. week, so did Bath. So it's going to be a tough ask for either of those. Crystal Way's going to the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Good on him. Amazing, right? On um, Channel 4 the other day, because they were over at Munster 2, and Brian Abana was filming this thing where he put all the American football kit on and ran with it, and they threw him a ball and whatever. And he looked terrible, and it was quite funny. And after the game, I spoke to him, and he said, mate, you've got no idea how heavy that stuff is, how little visibility you've got with that helmet on. And he's like, how anyone who hasn't played this game forever converts from rugby to American football You'd imagine Brian would be amazing, and he's like, "Mate, it is so hard with all that gear on, and you can't see." (laughs) It's so hard compared to what we do, and it's so hard to adjust. And I think everyone's got this image of Christian Wade tearing it up in the NFL, ball in hand. And do you know what? I would love it, love it if he did that. But I bet you there's a much higher percentage chance that he won't manage it. Um, But good on him for trying. I love that. All right. Well. I'm sure you do listen to this podcast, Christian. Flats wants you to fail, mate. Um, but I want you to do well, okay? That's not what I said, Dick. <laughs> I mean, let, it's great that he's, he wants to go out and test himself like that. And let's be honest, right? If it doesn't work out, there's going to be a club that's going to snap him up easily. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Play where he wants. He'll take his, he'll take his pick. Yeah. Um, Saracen's decent against Leon. We we knew that, really. We knew they were Mar- going to Marrow's win. try. I'll have that ball. Thank you. Runs it in from 60, 55, 60 metres. What an yeah. athlete. Lewington's try as well. Just mm. lovely interlink play. Brad Barrett, you know, again, showed how important he is. Nick, Tom- Nick Tompkins is really sort of growing in that role of 13 as well. Liam yeah. Williams just, I mean, it's hard to, it's, he's just fantastic in the air. He's, yeah. he's world-class player and he dominates the air. He runs hard. He has to play 15 for Wales, in my opinion. Has to. Uh, yeah. And then I watched the... I, think he will, I don't know. I hope he does. Uh, he'll be mm. on the wing or 15. But for Wales, I think he is far better suited to 15 because so many tries now were scored from turnover, from kick receipt, and you want him ball in hand as much as possible, don't you? You see how dangerous yeah. he is. Yes. Um, I watched the Cardiff Blues Glasgow game. Glasgow just hit the Blues hard early doors. Really impressed with Adam Hastings at ten. God, he looks so good. I mean, he looks so good, didn't he? He's been on the scene for a little bit now, and you've heard his name a few times. You know, he's he was at Bath for a little bit, but yeah. you know, his his father's obviously um, Gavin, and you know, you'd love to play outside him as a back because yeah. he seems to offer everything. You know, he's a running threat, a good pass to the ball. He squares up defenders. He gives you space. He gives you time. He can kick. Confident, he can offload. Yeah. He's fast. Com- yeah, confident, uber good looking. A bit like, a bit like, better looking than Finn Russell, but a bit like Finn Russell in that he'd just have a go and he's got the kit to back it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a lot in that same mould, which really suits yeah. Glasgow. Um, but they look good, mate. They really did look good. A little bit disappointed by the Blues. They were sort of... I thought the Blues looked slightly outmuscled in that front five, just slightly. And yeah. Gareth Anscombe, again, looked good at 15. I, I think he has to, I said it last week, I think he has to play 10 for Wales come the autumn. I think he's in that good form. What about both teams playing in blue jerseys? Gareth Anscombe said it was ridiculous, and he, he was right. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you know, let it's the same for both teams. You know, you don't hear Glasgow complaining. What what it, what's happened is basically every every game that's played in the Heineken Champions Cup, the, the kit has to be sent off and okayed to ERC. Yeah. And there's been some sort of admin error there. It hasn't. Glasgow only came with one kit. Blue's second kit was 40 minutes away. There was no time to change. There's commercial duties for people to do. So they had to end up playing with it. It wasn't ideal, but it's not the reason the Blues lost. Okay. And gotcha. the bonus point try by Johnny Gray at the end was was a, the icing on the cake for them, really. I'm sorry yeah. to use that analogy, but... No, but you use it. You use what you want, okay? Um, Newcastle can't win in the Premiership at the moment, but have beaten, have beaten another big French, another French giant at the weekend at home. They can't. Exeter can't win in Europe, but can't stop winning in the league. Newcastle can't win in the league, can't stop winning in Europe. Very amazing. Good. It's blimmin' right, amazing. Time. Right at the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Thirty-nine phases, boy. They've done so well, Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, that, that's sort of. You're hoping it sort of kickstarts that season, really, don't you? Yeah. Because they were so good last year. You look at their team, and it's it's a strong team. Yeah. yeah. Nicky Young's still really good at nine. Snotty Snotty, Gonover. Are there two better wingers? No. In this championship, no. They're... I mean, who would you swap them for? I mean, Ashton scores a lot of tries. Cocking a singer looks amazing. Cocking a singer. Martin Yard hurt himself. That was horrible, by the way. Um, hurt himself. Anyway, there's loads of good wingers about, but I don't think you'd swap those two for anyone, would you? I'm not sure you would, mate. I really, I really don't think. I think they offer way too much. Yeah. Um, like, like we've compared them to Claremont back in the day when the Langer and Sivi, um, Siviatu. Siviatu, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. they're that type of player, aren't they? They pick and go. They get involved with forwards. They're so hard to stop. If they do pick and go, they got pace, they got footwork. Yeah. I'd rather have a prop run into me than those two because they've got so much footwork and acceleration. Nightmare. Mm. And because they're on the wing, they don't do anything, so they're always fresh. Yeah, I agree. Um, just quickly, we haven't mentioned, we, we sort of have, but Castro down to 14 men beating Exeter, that's that's a huge win. I know. That's a really big win and definitely that was a red. But And throwing away that lead and all that. I saw... Steve Maffey was phenomenal. What a game he had. I know. Solo what? effort, scoring a try, rounding, 15s, going under the post. What a mutant. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I, I went, not interestingly, um, I always say that and it's not interesting. I was in the car park earlier, taking my uh, girls to the sea to do a bit of bodyboarding right. and um, saw Ricky Pello getting off, getting back in his car with his surfboard. They had an academy game in Bodmin. He was having a quick surf at Watergate Bay, wasn't he? Oh, Nice. Was, his, was um, Marty there? No. Oh. I no. Prefer, I, prefer, I prefer him. He's all, he likes it at the beach because it's wet. Wet, wet, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Feel it. In my, I mean, it was chilly out there. I felt it in my fingers. Felt it in my toes. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this again, are we? Oh, God. Let's stop. Let's stop. Anyway, that was that, is that, is that enough rugby chat for us, boy? Uh, we well, my mum's making steak and kidney pudding downstairs, and I, I kind of want to go and have some of it. Do you know what I mean? Do you like kidney? Do you? Yeah, any part of an animal, mate. I'll eat its tail if I have to. Really? Boobs. Um, no, I think little touch on the um, on the Challenge Cup. Nothing really. There's quite a few big results. La Rochelle beating NSC. STM, 64-26. Northampton beating the Dragons. Quinn's losing out to Grenoble. I mean, look, guys, you can just go on scores on the internet and see all this. But Ashton, three tries. They were good tries as well. He's still got real he pace. He looked quick, mate. He's still got real pace. And you, you worry really sometimes as as backs and wingers get older, you know, have they lost a yard? Because that's the first thing that you do lose when you get a little bit older. Not me, I mean... But for, lose lot, any for a lot of other people, yeah, loads of it. My knees knackered, but Chris Ashton looked super duper fast. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, proper pro. I like seeing him score again. I did the ash splash for his third one. Good on him. Yeah, well, you don't mind that, do you? You know, it's three tries. They've oh. won the game. It's not affecting anything. 
as long as someone doesn't knock it out of his hand, yeah, I'm, 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 okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, yeah, you won't. Sounds like you're hungry. I'm hungry, boy. Um, hey, thank, tell, hey, thanks for coming along. Thanks, thanks for coming along, mate. Tell old uh, Angel Eyes happy 70th for me, all right? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, right. Speak uh, to you soon. Hello, Mrs. Cheers, boy. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.